millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, hello. It's episode 29 of Sex with My Grandma. And we are thrilled to be back for episode 29. Guys, we're almost at episode 30. This is a huge deal for us. It sure um, is. Isn't it, Bubba? I know, darling. I know. It, I'm very it, it proud is. of us. Mm. I know. Who would have thought that we could both juggle? Juggle. Juggle. You can tell I've had a glass of wine. Yeah. Juggle. Um, full-time job. So, like, if anyone doesn't know this, like, Bubba and I both work full-time. Like, we are very busy women. But we love to catch up and talk about sex, obviously, once a week. I know. Um, I know. Bubba thinks I've gone a little bit too rogue recently with my story. So we're trying to dial it back a bit just for my family's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Although I had a I had a very candid conversation with my little sister today just about like what's been going on with me sexually lately. Yeah. And she's very on board for this type of chat. And you it's know, not the type of chat I usually have with her. Ah, that's really interesting because I actually was talking to some of my clients that absolutely love our podcast and i asked mm-hmm. them like did it get a bit overboard are we getting a bit overboard with some of our subjects and they go no they love it absolutely love it oh yeah. good guys well so i guess I, i'll just have to mm. i'll have to keep dating and keep having sexual encounters just to keep you guys entertained yes you certainly won't get any stories from me so <laughs> you can, <laughs> so you keep us entertained olivia oh <laughs> uh, look Bubba, the the night is young and so are you so you never know <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we'd um we'd we've had a bit of like fun chats recently, but I thought that it would be good to touch on um heartbreak. This is yeah. a topic that mm. I don't know. It's something that like everyone can relate to. Everyone's been through it. Everyone's had a broken heart. Yeah. Everyone suffered some sort of loss whether it's um you know the end of a relationship or um, you know, the loss of like a love of your life and even just like mourning the loss of that friendship in your life when you a relationship ends. Yeah. Heartbreak is something that is so relatable. And I really want to know, how do you heal a broken heart? <laughs> well, you really have to go through a process, Olivia. You can't, not, it, nothing happens very quickly. So no when, quick fix then? There is no quick fix. And I, when, when anybody loses anyone in a relationship, whether it's whether it's through it, you know death or whether it's through breaking up a relationship, funnily enough, even the person who breaks up the relationship actually goes through a grieving process themselves. So, oh yeah, every, everybody experiences grief, and grief is a process that you can't hurry up. You actually have to go through it, and there's no if you try to put a band-aid on it 
it comes out in other ways in your body through sickness and through depression and anxiety. Yeah. So you literally so, go through the grieving process for starters. So when and, you say grieving process, it doesn't matter whether someone's passed away or whether the relationship is lost. You're mourning the loss of the relationship of the person, whether they're alive or dead or whatever. Yes. You are grieving. basically going through the motions of grief over the loss of and even over the change that's occurred yes. in your life. Yes. Mm. And, and when you talk about a broken heart, it literally – and I hope you've never experienced it. I think you actually have, Liv. Um, but yeah, I think I think we all have a broken heart. And oh, I, yes. I, and I do think, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you know what though? I absolutely have, and I'll tell you when. Mm. Like obviously, my most recent relationship, which isn't that recent, lol, because I'm an eternal single woman now. Yeah. Um, when I broke up with my partner of six years, I was obviously heartbroken there because I was, like, but I'll be honest with you, I don't think I actually felt the repercussions of that breakup and started grieving until about a year later. Yeah. It was a really, really delayed reaction. I was living, I literally went through this weird phase of just being like a hoe for show Mm. and just living my best life and like doing whatever. And it wasn't until about a year later, I was like, whoa, this is actually really affecting me. Mm. But the, the one time that I have seriously had that like pining heartbreak, like yearning for someone after they've broken up with you is after like one of my first boyfriends who I, know that my family didn't love very much but I really did mm-hmm. and we were together for about three years and the reason we broke up is actually my dad intervened because he realized he wasn't like exactly a great match for me and I was so young I was like 21 and this guy just really wasn't a good match for me and my dad intervened and was like you know this isn't good and he could he gave me that outside perspective that like my friends and my family had been trying to tell me for at least like six months to a year and I just didn't want to hear it because I was like, you know, young, dumb and in love. And when we broke up, that was a real, like, I've never experienced anything like it. I went through the full grief, like motions of grief. I had anxiety. I was running every day because I had so much anxious energy that I couldn't expel. And I lost Mm. so much weight because when I get anxious, I don't eat. And it was just like so wild. And it was like this real like yearning for him which I think was reciprocated as well because we went through um, a bit of a stage where we would like see each other behind our family's backs and it was very like taboo, which made it, I think, even sexier. And then when we finally end, like, ended up breaking up and leaving, because I ended up moving overseas completely, which was the best thing I ever did, by the way. It was a, it was a full-on like heartbreak all over again because it was like a complete change in my life and then – going through those, st- those stages of grief yet again. So I definitely have felt it and I know exactly mm. what it feels like. And anyone who's been through it, it is the worst feeling. Yes. One of my friends is going through it right now and there's nothing you can do. No, I wish I could like scoop him up and take all of his pain away and just make him feel better. But all I can do is just reassure him that like literally to be so cliched that like time heals all. It literally is time. It does. And before I go on, I just want to say what a naughty girl you are. <laughs> For seeing him behind our backs. <laughs> oh my god! I actually have a story about this. So I, yes. <laughs> no one knew that we were like seeing each other behind our back. But I was um, I had moved overseas to Dubai, become an air hostess, and I had managed. I remember telling you this, Bubba, but I went to fly to Tokyo on a layover, which is basically when you fly overseas and you um have a layover. And I was living in Dubai at the time, so I was there for one night. And this guy, my ex, just happened to be in Tokyo at the same time and we'd organised to meet up. Do you remember this? 
Uh, yeah, I do. I, and then yeah, I woke yeah. up in the morning about to go and meet him mm. and I had the worst food poisoning I'd ever had mm. from like like clubbing and rapongi and eating some dodgy street food. But I don't think it was a dodgy. I think I just honestly, I told Bubba I was like so riddled with sickness and she was like, mm. the white witch is looking out for you yeah, like no, the you, universe. I actually <laughs> paid, I paid somebody in the hotel to put something in your food actually. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what's so weird? By the afternoon it had passed and, he was and I gone. went up, met, he was gone and I <laughs> met up with gone. this other guy who showed me all around Tokyo and I had the best day ever his name was Koshke and he was like my friend's friend it was worth every penny honestly (laughs) (laughs) guys if you ever need anyone like you know taking care of hit Booba up she's got all the tips (laughs) she knows how to get shit done I swear to you absolutely I know I'm a naughty girl you are a naughty girl if we go back to the broken heart yeah is that the expression um, I feel like my heart is broken. Mm. It really is. You actually feel like somebody has taken your knife and cut it in two. And you do. And it's like your chest has been cracked open, well, and it's like someone's squeezing your soul. It is, and it's very, very hard to describe. But when I went through the oh, the horrible grief of losing my husband, yeah, the emotional pain. And it is emotional pain. It's it's too hard to describe. And the le- the lesson that I learned from it was the understanding that when you're in so much emotional pain through grief, you actually want your body to feel what your heart is feeling. That broken heart that we talk about. So, and, wait, you're, you're, is it? It's a physical reaction. Well, you actually feel. They, it's a, it's an emotional pain that that psychologically you think I want my physical body to feel what my emotional pain it, that I'm feeling in my heart and where it gave me a great understanding of was why young people harm themselves and cut themselves because when they're in such a lot of emotional pain through whatever they're going through in their little lives they actually start cutting themselves as some form of relief. Uh, but I also think yes. that translates into like over-exercising, like even me going for runs every day. Yes. And I'm not a runner. Mm. Like that kind of like pushing your body to its limits to make your yourself feel pain elsewhere. Yes, yes. And like detract from the, fa- the pain that you're feeling in your body, in your chest, in your soul or wherever it might be. Yeah. Um, the thing is that um, we were talking about uh, the, the emotional pain. You, when you do go through that grieving process, and you come out the other side, there are things that you can do to help yourself. And like you said, that you ran. By the way, whenever any of my, of my clients walk in and tell me their partners have just cheated on them or just left them, I say there's only one good thing that's going to come out of this. You're going to lose nine kilos in the next two weeks. And it's a dead cert. They lose nine kilos mm. over the neck. It just falls off them. You know how you said you couldn't eat? Yeah. But, but it also, that, that that grief that they go through, the, the weight just falls off them. But having yeah. said that, the advice that I do give my clients with their broken heart is to allow themselves to grieve because there's nothing that you can do to stop it. And if you try and stop it, it comes out other places. 
But well, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. I felt like with my most recent breakup, yeah. I literally waited a year to grieve it properly. Yes. And all I did in the, that 12 months was distract myself. So yeah. the time that, when the time rolled around that I actually did start grieving, it was so much worse. Yeah. And it took so much longer to get over because I was dealing with like emotional scar tissue. Exactly. And the thing that I, there are things that you can do. And I, I say to my clients that there's a void in your life now. And that you have to fill the void with something else. Now, in my case, I was lucky. I was able to up my working hours. So I, I work myself to death. <laughs> Instead of working four days a week, I work five days a week. No. <clears throat> but I, I actually say to people, you actually really need to do something in your life that is very different to what you do under normal circumstances. So it's no use going to the gym more and it's no use playing more golf um it's mm. it actually you actually have to take up a new passion so that can you that, not make can you not make yourself your own passion because if you don't fill mm. that void with like love for yourself yes you're basically gonna be you know trying to fill that void with someone else forever like why can't, like can we not make ourselves for like can we not fill that self that void i can't even speak that's it fill that void for love with ourselves well that's a very good point that you make um, Olivia, because the first thing that I have to do when to work with my clients is to teach them self-love because when somebody's been dumped or dropped or their heart's broken, <clears throat> they lose their self-esteem. That's the first thing that goes out the window. And yeah. they really do have to learn to love themselves and realize that because somebody has dropped them, it doesn't mean to say they're worthless or that yeah. they're unlovable. And yes, when you talk about Loving yourself is the first thing. You're absolutely right. It's about not blaming yourself. But I also have to say that out of everything that happens in life, there are lessons to be learned. And mm-hmm. the, the lesson is if you had the opportunity to go into a relationship again, what would you do differently to what you did in that last relationship? And, and, and it's, it's, it's self-reflection as yeah. to what you could do differently and – it's lovely to have friends and talk to your friends and don't feel bad about feeling bad and give yourself permission to cry when you want to cry and, and yeah, be feel angry it. and feel, feel your anger, feel your tears, feel your depression. And, but at, as I said, and you said it as we started off, the time heals and it does. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you have a very positive attitude that you're not going to wallow in misery, that you're going to move on from it. So and, any key yes. like tips or tricks for someone who's going through heartbreak and really feels like there's no end in sight and we know that we can say be positive and love yourself and blah 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 like what could what are some like little tips and tricks that they can do you know even if it's just like something little to just help them well, to the, make them feel the, better one of the main things is really is to go and find that passion in another area and and take up something even even if it is voluntary work you know, the, the happiest people in the world, they've done research on this, are altruistic people that go out and help other people. It's one of the most – it's been recorded as the most satisfying ways of feeling happy about yourself and life is helping others. So when you're mm. feeling that down, if you went and did some voluntary work, meals mm-hmm. on wheels, young kids, you know, you know, the vans that go around at night, if you did something like that, you take your mind off yourself – by helping other people. So mm. either go and find a new hobby, 
find something that you love to do that you've never done before, maybe sailing or surfing or whatever. Mm. Um, or you can do what I've, I've done, which is sign myself up to do a Dancing with the Stars of the East charity thing where I'm going to be dancing to raise money for cancer, which is very – like if anyone knows me, knows I've got two left feet and I'm an uncoordinated <laughs> bitch – and I literally... I'm very proud of you, Liv. That's fantastic. Thanks. Well, you'll have to come down and come and watch. But... Of course I will. Um, mm. But if anyone's interested, I do have a link in my bio for donations and tickets to go on sale to come to the event will be up soon. But please do go and check it out. It's a great cause. And um, you can probably come and watch me make a fool of myself. Lol. No, I'm going to come. So how many weeks is it going to be held over? So it's just... It's one night. It's one event. And it'll be running, I think, in June. But I'll I'll send out some more details when I know a bit more. Okay, sounds great. I know. Sounds great. Lol. Okay, so the tip is allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling and understand that it's grief. Go and find a passion that is outside of anything else you've ever done and um, if that fills the void. Yep. And, and recognize that... Everything happens for a reason and if if you if the your friend is suffering with a broken heart mm-hmm. you can it's a male, is it? Yeah. A male friend. That when he actually falls in love with the next person, he's going to sit back and think, Why the hell did I feel that way? Mm. When I've met somebody that's just so much better in every other way. That's what I said. Because that's what big believe that's what happens. Big believer of everything happens for a reason. And yes. what's meant to be yeah. will never pass you and what's not for you mm. will never be yours in the first place. So No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So actually yeah, he might mm. No, what were you gonna say? I said he might have escaped a smoking bullet. Who knows? <laughs> We've all had a few of those in our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um actually this kind of leads into my next question, which is I really want to understand a little bit more the chemistry of love Mm. and what goes on on the inside of us that kind of provokes or evokes those emotions that we feel like love is basically a chemical reaction, right? Yes and no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sometimes. Uh, First of all, my take on that question is I think chemistry is very important in a relationship. And nobody to this date has been able to describe exactly what chemistry is. I know. It's just a there's, feeling, right? You feel it in your it, body. It's, that's exactly. It's, it's, it's something that happens when you lock eyes with somebody. And there is a big difference between chemistry and lust. Okay. And so you need to know the difference between the two. How do you tell? Because... Well, lust is when you look at somebody, you think, God, they're hot and, you you know, I just want to go out with that person. And they're all great until they open their mouths and start talking. And you think, <laughs> my God, what am I doing with this person? Yeah. Um, and, and, but the chemistry is, is something that can't be described, but you just know that it's there between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody else in the room can see it mm. as well. Yeah. And there's it's, definitely times that people go, oh, my God, the chemistry between you is wild. Chemistry. Or, yeah. Unbelievable. And so I do – but when you first meet and you go through that limerence phase, and we know it's hormonal. We know that you women get a, a burst of dopamine that raises their testosterone levels yeah. so it rises to meet the level of the guy. They both get a burst of oxytocin, which is the pep- the peptide that 
um, that isn't that the bonding um, hormone happens. It's the bonding hormone, mm. the love hormone. We call it when Mum's breastfeeding her baby. She bonds with her baby with with oxytocin. Men get one called vasopressin. It's the same thing in the males. Um, all of that happens when you go through the limerence phase, and that. So when when you've got this amazing chemistry through that limerence phase, when the limerence phase wears off. The chemistry dies off a little bit, but when true chemistry is there, it doesn't die off. Really? It actually, it's, the chemistry should stay with you to the day that you, you know. Snuff it. In the relationship <laughs> or, or die. <laughs> because, because, and, and, because and you I feel thought, the chemistry. I thought mm. that basically, like yeah. when you were in like love or lust or whatever with someone, you had those huge, huge, huge hits of serotonin and dopamine. And whatever. And then as you see that person more and more, those kind of like plateau out because you kind of build up a tolerance to those um, hormones. So that's why it doesn't feel like a anxiety, like thrilling emotion every time that you see them because you become a little bit more um, tolerant to those, those, those chemicals. But then when you go through heartbreak and your body's not producing those levels of those chemicals when you're or hormones, when you're because you're not seeing them as often, you actually and your body goes through withdrawal. And that is such a big player in this heartbreak feeling. It's literally your body going withdrawal. Yes, and you lose um, serotonin and um, you start to feel depressed and this is where all the negative emotions come through. Um, But what happens when you are uh, stressed, because you are stressed when you are going through that grief is that your cortisol levels rise. And oh. and cortisol is quite a dangerous effect on your body. It actually manifests into physical illnesses. Right. And it's it, it can cause the cancers, it can cause the anxieties, the depressions and everything else. But let's go back to the in the chemistry. And that is that I get clients that come into me and say that they would love to feel chemistry with their partners, but they don't have it. And I say, if you didn't have it from day one, you'll never have it. Wow. And people will argue with me over this because they say that chemistry can grow over time. And I'm not sure that the, the chemistry hit that I'm talking about is the chemistry that grows over time. I think it's... I agree. Yeah. I feel like you either you know when you know. And if yeah. it's a no and you're trying to force it, good for you, but no. Yeah. And and what a, what a lot of people also think might be chemistry is is compatibility. So you can mm. you might be very compatible with someone. You share the same values. You love the same uh, things that in life. You have the same goals. You have the same motivation. Um, and that that having compatibility is lovely. But mm. so if you if you have compatibility without the chemistry you have a companionate yeah. relationship it's called companionate relationship like a, a friendship and a lot, and a and lot of people can, have you, that yeah and you can love someone without Abs- having chemistry absolutely and absolutely. that's maybe where where the disconnect is and where that lies yeah but if you if you have both then you've struck a lot of <laughs> how <laughs> often do you see that well not very often, unfortunately. Not to on today. Oh, not on today's market. 
I think, look, oh I... Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, it's quite interesting because I think I've told you this before, um, that there's three stages that are very significant when people break, when their relationships break down. And the first mm-hmm. one is between two and three years when the limerence phase wears, wears off and you wake up and you and you think, what the hell am I doing with this person? Um there used to be the seven-year itch, and I have been saying for a long, long time that I would say for the last 10 years, I reckon that most marriages, relationships break down at, at 10 years, not seven. And people actually, really? there's, a lot of, there's a lot of infidelity around about the 10-year mark. What do you think causes that? I just think um, our, your generation, um, I think you live in a in um, a world where you're t- you're, it's a lot about instant gratifi- gratification. I think people get bored very quickly. Um, and I've spoken to you on other podcasts about th- how women lose interest in sex after so many years of being in a relationship because they get so bored. And, and I think for lots of reasons, I think that we live in a, a world that's a disposable society and where I once used to say to my clients, can you see yourself being with this person for the rest of your life? I now say, can you see this per- yourself with this person for the next 10 years? Mm. And so when you say to me, do I often see companionship and um, having chemistry, chemistry yeah. and, 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 the com- and compatibility, do I see it together? Yes, but I'm not sure that it's long-lived like I used to see it. I wonder why. Why do you think that is? Because I feel like definitely there's been a shift in the generations and even their approach to dating, their approach to marriage, their Mm. approach to break up, divorce, everything. Yes. But why do you think that the whole idea of chemistry and its existence has kind of diminished with that as well? Well, I, I think that life gets in the way for a lot of people today and chemistry can go on hold you know can it can it come back definitely come back yeah but it does come go on hold when you go through life's stressors and there's plenty of them around today and i think that's what gets in the way of chemistry but if mm. you if you get through your stressors because i think you can tell a true test of a relationship by being with each other through the bad times and coming out the other side and still yeah, exactly. and still loving each other and having the chemistry for each other. But you have to be there for each other for the bad times as well as the good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for those of us hopeless romantics out there, mm. firstly, can yes. you die from a broken heart? No, but you can make yourself very sick. If you, if you don't. <laughs> that was not the answer I'm looking for. I was looking for like some uplifting message to leave everyone on. And you're like, you can get kind of sick, doll. Like, well, you, get no. sick. you can get sick for a little while. You can get sick from anything. Oh, my God. But okay. You want to yeah, well, go again? Okay. Start again. Can you, okay. Can you die from a broken heart? Absolutely Blah. not, Liv. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank God. For I that. don't know anybody that's died from a broken heart <laughs> ever. But it feels really shit. And just know anyone yes. who's going through it now, mm-hmm. know that everyone's gone through heartbreak. You are not the only one. This too shall pass to be a bloody cliche. Yes, I love the that saying. Are a cliche for a reason. Yes. This too shall pass. 
And you know what? Um, Fuck him. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's what you need to. That's what you need to tell your best friend who's dying, dying of a broken heart right now. Oh, that he won't. That he definitely won't die. die. He won't die. <laughs> he will come through the other side. He'll meet somebody else down the track, and he'll look back on this and think it was a learning curve for me. I know he absolutely will. And if anyone yeah. knew him, he's a total snack. So yeah. he'll be snatched up in no time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Right, well, I think that's. Yeah, of course, he's gorgeous mm. angel. Mm. But that's that's it from us tonight. I've got a lot of. Um, I actually learned a lot from this one, Bob. So thank you Good, so darling. much. It was Good. interesting to learn a bit more. Yes. Um, but as always, guys, it's a pleasure. If you've got any questions, please pop them in the um, podcast Facebook group, or just send me a DM, DM directly on Instagram. My handle is at Liv Simons. Um, if you want to get a hold of Booba, you're probably better just going through me. She's not very active on the socials, but we're going to work on it. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly after last week. (laughs) No, but honestly, this week she was much better. So I'm very, I'm beyond pressed with her. She's upgrading and we're going to do, we might do it. Something just happened. What happened? I don't don't know, but I think there's a spirit in my house. (laughs) Anyway, got to go deal with this, but I'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, Booba. Bye, darling. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.